here after a nice hot bath. Penguin? His name is Pen Pen. You degenerate pervert! How dare you spy on me? It certainly seems like they're starting to get more comfortable with each other. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Me and My Dad Watch Anime Podcast, where you're a stupid, sex-crazed idiot! <laughs> my name is Drew, and I'm here with my dad, David. Greetings, friends. And this week, we watch Hideakiyano's Evangelion 2.22. You cannot advance. But before we get into the show, let's let the people know. Dad, what are we under the influence of? Today, I brought out Estancia. Estancia. I'm yeah. imagining that's Spanish? Usually we're butchering Japanese on the show, so yeah. it's nice that we're kind of changing up with the languages. I actually, first time I looked at the actual spelling of it. Como esta? <laughs> something and, biblioteca? Uh, Paso Robles. Where is it from? Spain it or something? Paso Robles. I don't Cabernet know. Cabernet Sauvignon, Paso Robles. I don't know if that's the... Excuse me, pardon me. Wow, okay there, Wayne. Uh, do you <laughs> have any idea, Wayne, or are you just sort of chiming in for... I imagine he's chiming in for the poor, of course. Yeah, he, he needs it. Yeah, well, it just... It's still amazing to me that he shows up every, you know, Sunday. Yeah, I wonder if he's, like, flying in here via jet and just kind of ruining the ozone just for his poor. That's sort of, like, a really bad move on your part, Wayne. Uh, maybe you should consider moving... To Oh, well, uh, mm, I'm going to block that out just because I don't want to say where you live. But yeah, yeah Dad. It's, it's basically superstition at this point. I mean, he must feel that if he doesn't get his poor, that something bad's going to happen to him. He's yeah, he is a creature of habit. He's probably <laughs> has a whole kind of like working relationship with this poor. But Dad, right. just fucking hit it. Let's do it. We can't try to philosophize the, the clouded brain of Mr. Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Dad, now that we have our uh, wine all poured out and the, the beast of Little Wayne is satiated for another week, what would you like to tell us about this movie? Well, as we uh, previously stated, um, this is the second installment of the rebuild. Yeah, um, the rebuild of Evangelion, yeah. which they should have left it unbuilt like the wall. Right, which is still sort of a head-scratcher for me as to why they decided to just like make, I guess, specifically to make money, but... Um, to get yeah. perverts rocks off. That's <laughs> the whole purpose of this. And I, I don't understand like the 2.22, you know what I mean? Well, it was 2.0 when it started, but then he keeps adding shit or like redubbing stuff. He kind of essentially is doing the George Lucas thing where he's like adding in rocks oh, and like really? bringing so in. So it's sort of like a version control thing. He's at version 2.22. Yes. If he changes anything else, it'll be version 2.0. Yes. I don't know if that's even necessarily true. Like I know that 3.0 became 3.33 and maybe it's just like I'm yeah. making some changes, but I'm not really making 33 changes. But yeah, <laughs> it's it's just for the look. Yeah. And I don't really understand the the titles, quite honestly. How they, you know, you can and then not advance, or you can advance, or you can not advance. Mm -hmm. There's this thing with the first uh, three movies and the way that they're titled uh, that has some relation to music. Uh, there's something in like the Japanese actual writing of it that has some relation to like classical music and how it's composed. But I don't know how that relates to three point. 
uh, zero plus one point zero. So there's there's some musical connection in there, and you'll see that in the third movie when he just plays third. Uh, well, I don't know, thirty minutes of like a gay piano with Kaoru, but you know that's that we'll get there next week. <laughs> I feel like this is like the Beatles or something where there's just like all this weird backstory. I mean, all these. I mean, the fans just must go crazy because they must look up every little freaking detail to this thing. And, You've seen what the Wikipedia looks like, dude. Yeah, I mean, you know, because even in the fun facts, like I was just looking at the uh, the trivia of it, and they're saying um, Asuka's last name comes from the Japanese destroyer, which they changed, mm -hmm. right? They changed her last name? Yes. And there is like some... Shikinami? Yeah, there is some reasoning behind that that is... Uh, told in the fourth fourth movie but you know i i have so many problems with that but we we can't always just keep leading up to that but yeah you actually should maybe hold on to that fun fact because this might be another week where your your own research has fucked up my research or at least my lies so yeah oh, okay <laughs> put a pin in that one all right um rotten tomatoes 82 percent from the critics which i think it's a little down from the first one wasn't it um what was the first one? 86, I thought? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure. This one was probably the second most... No, it's a little bit higher, actually. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's about 11 points higher on the tomato meter and about uh, three points higher for the audience score. So this is actually a more well-regarded one. 3.0, I believe, is like the least well-regarded one. And then the fourth movie is inexplicably like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which feels like they fucking bought them out. And that's the one you despise. Yep, that's the one that makes me literally want to kill myself. It makes me so mad, obviously, because I can't fucking shut up about it. But yeah, 2.22, for some reason, this this gets the fandom up if they're, uh, if they're really here for it. Yeah, and there was 11 um, critics' reviews, which I believe that was the same as the last one. So the, same, the first... The 11 from the last one must have reviewed this Yeah, one. the usual suspects. They're sucked in. <laughs> yeah, they've bought into this this fucking yeah. cheap remake of what is a, per a perfect series. Yeah. And, of course, audience 89 with uh, 2,500 ratings. Yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, when I first watched this, I had kind of the inclination. I was like, that wasn't that bad. This just felt like a really standard, almost generic anime that they've just, like use the it's almost like fan fiction in a weird way it's yeah. almost like they took the, the evangelion thing it's like you know what i'm just gonna make this like any other fucking anime but hey let's let's just jump in right to the letterbox verse reviews because i have um as i usually do about this type of shit a lot of stuff to say so we got uh half a star by full right on february 4th 2021 mostly just the plot of the show except now the girls want to fuck shinji for some reason <laughs> yeah this this is just the underlying point and i'm glad someone you know said it verbatim I mean, it doesn't. I don't really feel like the girls are that into him. I mean, I this guess whole I, movie, they, both of the girls, fucking uh, Asuka and Ray, were getting fingers, uh, their fingers cut up for him. They were in love with his ass. Okay, you you couldn't tell that they're all thirsty for him. Well, I mean, Asuka is basically shitting on him every time chance she gets, but. But that's like, that's how, you know, people that age flirt. You kind of uh, just neg each other. Yeah, I forgot about that age. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot that you don't actually have positive I'm reinforcement. I'm like 56 years away from that, so. <laughs> yeah, when's the last time that you negged a girl, Dad? <laughs> how often do you just, like, kind of make fun of our yeah. mom just to show her that you like her? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't happen enough, apparently. Uh, we got another half star by Roach on February 23rd, 2022. One of the worst things out there. Only 3.0 plus 1.0 was worse. I hate anime fans so much. You motherfuckers always want more. Always want stimulation. Why not try speed? You would be using your time much more wisely. This movie was made for pedos and motherfuckers who fill the void with Funko Pops. 
You know what a Funko Pop is? I do not. They're like these weird little figurines. I don't understand. Like, they don't even look cool. It's like a collectible thing. Of They have one for almost like pretty much any TV show, any franchise. They have these little ugly looking dolls that people just collect the shit out of them. And I, I, I don't know. The collectability thing. Like, have you ever wanted to collect anything in your life? Baseball cards. Baseball cards? Yeah. Oh, you also had a big record collection back in the day. Yes. And that was cool. You should have, I mean, that's such a, you know, it's, you couldn't have seen the future where everyone was going back to vinyl, but if you had kept that. I know. Actually, that's one of my regrets. I've always, and I gave it to my brother, of course, immediately sold it. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, dude, that sucks. Because the thing is, I could have probably taught, you know, if he kept it, I was like, hey, dude, I want my records back. Yeah. Yeah, send me the records, please. I think he sold it within, like, weeks. He's like, yeah, man, I'll take that record collection. (laughs) Yeah. It's tough. You can only imagine what he spent the money on. Uh, You know, we don't have to say it on this podcast, but... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Another half star by Supreme Lemon on August 25th, 2021. Dear viewers, I assure you that the 69 seconds of sexualizing underage girls were vital to the plot of knee-on-jellyfish-Evan-get-a-lion. This movie is probably the most perverted lens that Anu... Well, actually, that's not true. The fourth movie is pretty perverted, too. But this one was really bad. This one was, like, kind of surprising to watch again because I haven't really watched this movie since maybe... I think 2016. I watched most of the rebuild movies, like, right before the fucking election. Um, but yeah, this, the, the lens on this was crazy. Everyone's tits are bouncing around. Like, Mari can't fucking, you know, stop talking about her boobs. It, well, it was I, wild. I was going to bring this up in my... Um... Spotlight, yeah, my spotlight, but I mean, compared to other animes, he's re- <laughs> they don't really go the full fan fiction thing. I mean, it's sort of a you know, <laughs> there is some restraint, yeah, I suppose. There, yeah, there is a rest- I mean, I thought it was sort of funny. Like, every in the first one, Shinji comes out and there's like a bottle, and then you know, they move mm-hmm. one of the bottles, and then you see another little bottle, and it's still covering up his junk. Mm-hmm. And then her, she's got a straw that's like perfectly crossed her freaking yeah. her breast, which I thought was funny. There but is, but there's always like sort, you know, I mean, there's you know, they're trying to insinuate something, but they never go full on. Yeah, the it. sexuality of this movie is as constricted as Mari's tits in her plug suit. It's just, <laughs> it's very apparent, but like they're trying to hold it back just a little bit yeah. for some sort of respectability. Yeah, uh, I got another two stars by The Wiz on October, uh, or excuse me, August 29, twenty twenty one. This movie needs to fucking breathe. My God. Also, why do people fucking live here on the battlefield of angels and evas? I think this is a, a really good point about anything that has like monsters or even like like a Gotham City type of situation. At what point do you live in these cities that are just like constantly terrorized by the Joker or Godzilla? And you're right. like, eh, you know, maybe I could move out to the countryside. It wouldn't be so goddamn bad. Well, yeah, I was going to bring that up. I mean, it just seems like. You know, as long as there's not an angel around, everybody's just sort of like, hey, man, let's go plant some watermelon. And, you know, let's just like, you know, and everyone's just sort of like, you know, living life. No big deal. It's like, whoa, something shows up. I don't know where all these people go. I bet like otaku are still moving to Japan. Even in this like post-apocalyptic world, all the people who are like obsessed with anime in the United States are still flying out to uh to this what Tokyo three to make a new life. Because what I start don't a YouTube channel. Either, <laughs> every time an angel comes and they sh- send out these uh, Ava units, and then there's like massive destruction that goes on. Mm-hmm. Buildings are getting grounds being freaking torn up. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of shit going down, and then. They have these sceneries where, like, everything is nice and beautiful, and the sun's out, and, you know, and uh, nothing's destroyed. So, I mean, 
how is it happening? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it's sort of just like in any stupid ass movie where you know they have these big uh, car chases, mm-hmm. massive mayhem on the road. People are freaking, you know, <laughs> cars are flipping in the air. Everything. Yeah, in a Fast and Furious movie of one fucking car is like flying from skyscraper yeah. to skyscraper. This dude is like going to his lunch break. He's like, "What the fuck I is mean, going on in this town?" You know, all kinds of people are probably dead. You know, but then you know they show up in the next scene and there's no repercussions for whatever they. You know, nobody like, "Hey, what the hell?" You know, you you killed twenty people on the highway. No, they just gotta, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe they get a tax break or something. And maybe it's really cheap to live in Tokyo 3. The rents are like super low. They've been stabilized at maybe like 100 yen or whatever. Because I guess, what, in some scenes it looks like buildings like retract. Yes. I think you've brought this up in yes. Japan, but not everything. Yeah, they have, I mean, they have the retractable city go down so it's like above the geofront, and then they put back up these like defensive shields for the Evas and stuff like yeah. that. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of questions about. I would like to talk to the mayor of Tokyo 3, what he plans to do about maybe anything, unless that's just like Gendo. I mean, and he of course, give a fuck. I mean, who gives a shit? I mean, <laughs> anime. <laughs> yeah, who does give a fuck? <laughs> they get away with anything. I mean, come on. If you just listen to this whole plot line, I mean, it's, it's so riddled with shit that you can't even begin to understand. I yeah. Mean, it's yeah. it's near incomprehensible. But that's I guess they must love that though. Think about them sitting there storyboarding this stuff and it's like they don't have to you don't have to go, yeah, but why would that happen? No, they don't have to ask that. It's no. just like, no, that's just what happens. Yeah. The key of Nebuchadnezzar is this like you know, little Shinji <laughs> pulls a knife out of his ass and freaking, you know, stabs somebody. Whatever. I mean, they can just make up anything. You yeah. Know? Pen Pen and Misato used to have a relationship. Yeah. No one talks about it. <laughs> <laughs> they're still living together which is like a really you know tough they, situation they don't have any problem with plot holes they just like who cares man just let's yeah. bring up a new like you know what uh, as long as open shit. up open up the bible yeah. hey oh, there's a reference to something here yeah let's use that yeah. we'll say it's this and uh, as long as shinji gets his emotional catharsis it doesn't matter what the fuck we throw in here that's <laughs> what it seems like Otto's trying yeah. to get through right uh, okay, I got one more, and then we can jump right into the spotlight. I have two stars by JB on January 18, 2019. Why did nobody tell me that Michael Bay already did an Evangelion movie? <laughs> and we haven't done the uh, right away Bay in a while, but let's just because we you know don't have that category for the time being. Dad, would Michael Bay make this movie? Oh, absolutely. I think. I mean, uh, maybe he should. That'd be kind of crazy, uh, right? Did you watch Ambulance? No, I didn't either. But I heard that was like a very um, technically impressive movie on the on the aspects of uh, cinematography because he's using like drones and shit like that. So maybe he could bring some like cool camera tricks to the Eva series in the same way that Anno does. But yeah, I heard some people say that they thought the movie was good. I don't really know. I don't know how it's been reviewed. But. Yeah, I wouldn't trust that. I mean, the the the, <laughs> the same people who are saying ambulance is good are probably saying you know three plus one is good. So I, I don't <laughs> trust anyone on the internet. <laughs> Obviously, since I almost got scammed the other day. But that's another story. Dad, now that we've illuminated the internet's thoughts, where would you like to shine your spotlight? Well, I felt like there was a lot of music in here that just seemed strange. I mean, Mm. that didn't fit the... You know, all of a sudden they would show something and then they just pipe in this like little cheery pop song or something like yeah i don't know it's just weird the music selections i thought were a lot of the those domestic scenes especially when like misato is just having the time of her life drinking with a bunch of underage kids she's that's when they like pipe in the the happy mall music or whatever 
That's why you're supposed to feel good about these situations. And then I, um, when Oscar comes to uh, Shinji's bed, and mm. she just like gets in the bed. She goes, "Don't turn around. <laughs> Don't fucking look at me." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, what are you doing there? You know? Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, we're just gonna be weird. I mean, that does happen in the regular series, but like everything about the way that all this stuff, even like Oscar's introduction, is different in the the TV show. And this one's a little more rushed, but that's just the nature of the rebuilds. Everything is so. Compressed. And I mean, what the hell did she bring with her? She only had like a, a whole house house full of boxes of crap yeah i don't know what the hell was in it but you does know. she ever unpack it's just all these boxes full of shit <laughs> i mean the whole apartment like looked like it was filled with her freaking moving boxes yeah that's true that's a that's a pretty big move for a 15 year old who's apparently a, a, what a commander in the army and also yeah. graduated college I mean, technically she have brought a freaking you know a suitcase yeah i don't know what the hell she was thinking a but. suitcase <laughs> <laughs> yeah clothes, you know yeah, and, yeah 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 that's fine and uh, like I had brought up before, the destruction thing just is never evident after the aftermath of some kind of battle. It just seems like it's all sunshine yeah. and greatness. And uh, and I had brought up the fact that the fan service seemed like it was more of a tease than it was really like they were trying to really pull off, you know, Do give you, the guy some fan or, you know, fan service. Yeah. Do you uh, have you seen the the um, the teasers at the end of the movies? Have you watched all the way through where they like give you a preview of like what's supposed to come in the next movie? Yeah, I, well, at first I didn't even Think I didn't it. even know that there was a you know a post credit scene, mm-hmm. and uh, of course I went back and then I noticed that they, yeah they had something that was so uh, you saw Kaoru what hit him with the fucking thing at the end of the movie yeah 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 usually with those like fan teasers if I remember correctly usually they always end it's like in more fan service coming up next time <laughs> like that was like a leading thing to make you want to go back to the thing it's like yeah well we might make their tits bounce a little bit more. <laughs> And they, they came through with it. They definitely did. That's maybe the only prod- uh, promise that Aunt, uh, Anno actually held so on to. So Anno just brought a little jiggle to the to the whole series. A little that, jiggle jiggle, yeah. yeah. Okay. He, <laughs> a little jiggle jiggle, a little wiggle wiggle. And that's that's his creative uh, juices yeah. at this point. Yeah. Is the ones in his life. I mean, did he enhance them at all? I mean, in the original, were they a little Actually, bit yeah, dude. At the fourth movie, Asuka's tits are fucking huge. <laughs> just out of nowhere. <laughs> it's like Asuka has a very normal, like, uh, barely, like, what? Like, a little more... Pre- prepubescent body in these movies because i think they're 14 right yeah they're like 14 15 years old and then one of the final scenes of the fourth movie oscar has these like big ass tits that are like popping out of her plug suit out of oh i can't i wish we would just watch the last movie because i just want to fucking scream but yeah that, that's like one of the main parts about this whole series it's like all right a little more fan service coming to you next you just gotta wait another five fucking years and I'm always like amazed that you have a a, a, sh- uh, a movie that has like all this really advanced technology, mm-hmm. and then they're like having these like little tape digital machines yeah, that they're using. Yeah, it's like really they wouldn't be using any kind of thing that had a tape in it. It's just like a little, like, it's like a Walkman, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, apparently they didn't have the the foresight to just create an MP3 player. <laughs> Tapes, you know, it's that weird, uh, uh, what, techno punk or whatever fucking thing. Well, that's have. the thing, probably. Well, no, they did this in, like, 2010. When so, was the MP3 made? Like, when um, was that, like, a thing? Uh, that was... Like, the, early 2000s? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that, sh- I mean, it was, it was yeah, what, Yeah, the a iPod show? came out somewhere right around 2000. Hmm. Because I remember, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Well, maybe that just got left behind. All the the technological advances of Evangelion just were like taking the the most important part of all the scientists. Nobody was able. To, Steve Jobs wasn't around to make an MP3 or whatever. 
Oh, that's uh, what I thought. Maybe like Gendo is like the new Steve. <laughs> he's like the Steve Jobs of. Uh, yeah, Gendo has this fucking what conference, and he's just like, "Oh, this is uh, an Evangelion, and yeah. if you uh, sit in it, you can play uh, music right well, into your head." Famously, Steve Jobs really supposedly wasn't a great father. You know what I mean? Oh, and, uh, <laughs> wow! The Apple Evangelion connection, yeah. even biblically, that makes sense. Holy shit, dude! The forbidden fruit. <laughs> I guess it's all there. Wow, it's very smart. Uh, for my uh, spotlights, I had just the first thing that I needed to talk about was just like spectacle, wish fulfillment, and fan service. Or wi- uh, wish fulfillment as like character development in this movie. And that's something I just... What is it about spectacle in the last, let's say, 20 or so years uh, in, in media that's just become all-consuming? Like, we're just fucking obsessed with getting bigger... You know, just like that comment said, everything has to be off the wall. And this kind of plays right into the the Marvel stuff, too. All of it is just about references, fucking just having big-ass battles. I just... There's no storytelling anymore. It's all just about the the flash the flash in the pan but no substance right and it just makes me really sad you know that's where storytelling is going and i just can't take a part of it uh <laughs> the next thing that i had up was survivor's guilt and i had this thought that i wonder if there was like anybody who had like the opposite of that like almost like survivor's arrogance like imagine like a soldier survives some sort of battle and he's like you know goes to a therapist after it because they they need to talk to him it's like so i understand that you were in um uh, you know, a very serious situation. Your your airplane fell down, and you were uh, you were held captive for about you know a year or two. It's like, yeah, well, all my platoon mates were kind of pussies, but I'm you know I'm 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 kind of better than those guys. I'm just able to fucking like work out of the bamboo or whatever. Like who wh- who are these people who are just like bragging after getting through a situation like that? Uh, and then finally, I had the idea of workplace romances, and. How many, oh, I'll just ask this now before I go into my diatribe. How many workplace romances do you think you've had in your life? Hmm. Is it something that you like to engage with or like, would you not, you know, buy into it? Well, I always think it's a bad, it's not a good thing. Yeah. Um, But you have done it. Well, there was only, there was only one time that I, um, I never really, it never materialized, but I almost mm. had like a workplace romance, but yeah, you never fully committed. You never bought into no, the thing. No. Cause there's like all the TV, any like, you know, Pam and Jim is like such a classic example, but I feel like I've been, uh, persuaded by the workplace thing just because of the convenience. And then I always fucking regret it. But I have to wonder if workplace romances skyrocket or go down depending on how high stakes of their job. Like, obviously, everybody knows that in the government, they're having orgies and shit like that. But, like, what other fucking situation, what other workplaces, like, all right. Snorting coke. Yeah, snorting coke, sucking each other off. You know, what Madison Cawthorn rolls in, jerks the people off. What happened (laughs) to that guy, you know? (laughs) He's going to jail, hopefully. Well, he didn't get elected, so he's out. Fuck that guy. I'm so glad he lost. Uh, But, Dad, aside from uh, our happiness that Madison Cawthorn lost the election, was there any takeaway or any unintentional lesson that you had from this movie? I think you're, what, supposed to be holding on to the last one? Is that what you said? (laughs) Well, I'm trying to just take them all in. I'm so confused by the whole thing that it's hard for me to focus on, am I actually learning something here? Yeah, yeah. That, uh, like I said, I don't know if this one is really going to teach you all that much. Maybe like the worst possible <laughs> I can't even aspect. remember what it's like to be 14, so that's my problem too, so obviously. Hmm. Can I remember when I was 14? I don't think I'd smoked weed at that point. 
Yeah, I can't remember 14. No, I actually can if I think about it. Oh, but... wait, that was my freshman year. Yeah, dude, I remember now. I had just got my braces off in eighth grade. I felt like hot shit. <laughs> I was, like, hitting on, like, senior girls in high school, and I was, like, making friends with all of them. It was the best time of my life, for sure. That's actually the saddest thing I've ever said on this podcast, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the freshman year of my high school was the best time of my life. Uh, the only takeaways that I had was uh, real men avoid kitchens, which was, you know, a silly thing at the point, but it made me laugh. Uh, the human heart has corrupted the planet, which really feels fucking true. It doesn't feel like, you know, anything that is uh, wrong with the planet at this point can be traced back to, you know, somebody believing they were doing something good. That's usually how it works out. And then finally, uh, you're less sexy when you're stressed. And I'm all about just being not stressed at all. That's why probably I spoke way too much weed. Although I am trying to cut back at this point, so maybe that's why I'm not as sexy, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but that, we've reached the question section of this podcast. Uh, we're here to play Three Lies and the Truth. And it's not for Erskine, actually. We're, uh, we're, we're giving Cliff a chance. And this is maybe a chance for him to get a, a couple more points on the board before he actually has to go out there and prove himself. So, Dad, uh, <laughs> whether you want to do him any favors, we still got to play this game. So first okay. up, uh, entry number one. All the characters' last names in the film are taken from different types of Imperial fighter planes in homage to his mentor, Hayao Miyazaki's love of flight. Entry number two. Anno considers the integration of Mari, the new Evangelion pilot, to be the most difficult challenge during production because he believed she was a counterforce to the other characters' screen time. Entry number three. Certain character changes in the 2.22 script can be attributed to Anno's personal dislike of his creations, who he believes have been ruined by otaku fandom. And then finally, the inclusion of the sea life conservation scene was inserted into the story as a callback to Evangelion's unlikely origins, where Anno came up with the idea while at the aquarium with his at-the-time girlfriend. Dad, off the flip, what do you think is a lie? The first one, I believe is a lie, um, because I don't think they were Imperial fighter planes, they were naval ships you locking that one in yeah dad you are correct you like i said your your research helped you out this week yeah. and which is the case sometimes so which uh do you have up next unless you have an idea what maybe the truth is and you wanted to just throw a deep ball um considered integration of Mari. i'm gonna say the third one is not um correct his uh dislike for yeah. his own characters yeah dad you were correct again. We are down to the final two. The integration of Mare being the hardest part of Evangelion 2.22 or the sea life conservation scene being the true origin of the idea for Evangelion. What do you think is the truth? I'm going to say the, the, uh, the integration of Mare. That's the truth or the lie? The truth. Dad. You were correct for, I guess, Cliff, which is sort of a waste <laughs> since you haven't won this in a while. But oh, hey, you wow. know, I gave Cliff a freaking. Oh wow! Yeah, you okay. gave him an attaboy, and maybe he he. It's like uh, it's Patrick's secret stuff. <laughs> Patrick slipped him a bottle before he ran out to the practice field, and he's feeling fucking good. Whether it has any sort of PEDs or maybe it's more liquid gonorrhea. Whether he he asked for a little from uh, what's his face. But yeah, Dad, we're uh, we're here. We're ready to play some games, and uh, I think maybe we should just send this over to our co-host Joe. Get this. Were you paying attention? Started. Sound good to you? Yep. Alrighty, Joe. Hit him with, with those, those horns. horns! Welcome inside the Zoom broadcast booth, everybody. I'm Joe Cook. And to my left, I'm joined by special guest commentator Patrick Vanellitainer Sky. Patrick! 
What's up, yo? Hey man. there, buddy! It's so good to have you here! Can't believe I'm on the other side of this, but, uh, you know, hey, I'm liking it. Hey, I, I much prefer you I up like here. I like that spread they got up here, man. They don't have nothing like this in the locker room. Oh, yeah, we're, we're eating good up here, and uh, you uh, you can definitely uh, have a little bit of this Joe Cook nose candy if you like. But <laughs> together, we're coming to you live from the practice field in raucous New Orleans. We're anticipating a great scrimmage game between the New Orleans Nutcracker offense and the Nutcracker defense. We're perennial loser Cliff Peakton High School Jockage is hoping to secure a position in the USFL, but it'll have to do his, uh, the most against the New Orleans defensive captain, Kimchi Soak My Dick and Soy Sauce Hachimura. Back to you, Drew. <laughs> Wow, Cliff peaked in high school. Jockich is doing the the most that he can, and uh, let's. Let, I mean, whether you want to throw this is up to you, there, buddy. But <laughs> we we can kind of get there when we get there. So, Dad, first question up in the first half of this weird freaking scrimmage. Uh, question number one: What Evangelion unit does Mari use at the beginning of the film? Is it A Unit One, B Unit Three, C Unit Five, or D Unit Eight? I believe it is B Unit Three. B Unit Three. Yeah. Alrighty, Joe. What's going on? Drew, we're back at the practice field, and already Cliffs is looking a little scared under uh, under center. Uh, <laughs> all right. He drops back. He uh, He's rolling right. Oh, he's looking downfield. He's pointing. He throws it up. Oh, but it's picked off. Pedro, keep a pet tanker in my bathroom. Salamanca running this one back for an early scrimmage touchdown. Wow, the nutcrackers are already making fucking Cliff look like an idiot. Damn, I'm I'm actually excited to hear from Cliff uh, about how he even feels coming out here today because uh, he was stonewalling us from what I imagine. We were trying to get a an early interview with him before, but he was trying to focus. I know he's very very like you know determined to get back in the league. Uh, all right, question number two: How many years have passed since Shinji and Gendo last visited Yui's grave? Is it a one year, to, uh, b three years, c five years, or d seven years? Uh, I believe it is b. B? Yeah. Alrighty, Joe. Uh, let's hear it. Drew, Cliff is coming up to the line of scrimmage, and he's actually calling it audible, which is surprising because I don't think he knows any plays. <laughs> Cliff drops back. He uh, pumps right. He uh, fakes the handoff, and actually he's going to spill out left because the line's going through. He's going to hug this one up in the air. Oh, but it's caught. First down. <laughs> it's going to be C-Bump. Season by meals with Seaman McLaren coming down with the catch. Wow. Uh, that's... Uh, that's a decent throw by uh, Cliff. I'm glad somebody was actually up there to go and get it since he sort of just threw it up for anybody. But hey, let's see if we can get a touchdown on this last thing before we actually have to go talk to the son of a bitch. So, Dad, question number three. What is the estimated diameter of the eighth angel's impact? Is it going to be A, 260 miles, B, 602 miles, C, 350 miles, or D, 400 miles? I'm going to say B. B? <laughs> Alrighty, Joe. What's gonna happen before we go into the uh, into the break? Drew, it looks like Cliff invited all his high school teammates to the to the field today, and uh, lo and behold, they're actually booing him because he's just staking it up out there uh, after uh, tripping and falling and fumbling. This is just looking real bad for Cliff, and uh, it might be just time for me to go ask him a few questions about what he's actually thinking about <laughs> as he as he embarrasses himself in front of all these professional athletes. Yeah, that's a that's a good uh, idea there, Joe. Maybe you should go ask him. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, Cliff, what's going on? I, uh, understand that you're, uh, struggling out there. Do you feel like you're, you're not playing up the snuff? Joe, this is totally not my fault. The first one, I mean, the guy ran the wrong freaking, I was throwing an out, he freaking did a post. I mean, what can I say? Uh, well, uh, I don't and, know. And, uh, I just tripped on my own linemen's. I mean, he backed into me and I tripped and I fell. I mean, hey, 
I'm I'm looking at I'm looking forward to a better second half. Whatever happened to being a guy who didn't pass the blame around? You know, you could just be a, a more of a, a we type of thing than an I. It doesn't seem like you're uh, really a great teammate there, especially yeah. since your old high school teammates came into the field and actually booed you. <laughs> yeah, weren't well, they supposed to be your friends? Yeah, well, I think they've you know they're just you know busting my chops but hey <laughs> i love those guys you know whatever i mean i'm telling you my second half i think if you suck <laughs> pussy <laughs> peaked in high school <laughs> peaked in <laughs> wow cliff it sounds like they're really uh tearing into you it's just giving it's just inspiring me to do to show them yeah classic high school ribbing. what is going to happen in the second half <laughs> well let's uh let's see if you can uh, hold up to that one there bud uh so dad we're we're gonna head back to this fucking scrimmage hopefully we can be over with it soon because cliff i don't think has the juice to make it onto this team if he does you know he does have three points and he is only down four so there's a chance all right second half i'm throwing out yeah <laughs> he's throwing out the bird <laughs> he's flipping everybody off <laughs> fuck you it's <Erskine! laughs> Erskine, uh, do you have any comment on to uh, what's uh, Cliff doing out there? I love this. This is great. I mean, you know, Cliff, come on. He doesn't stand a chance. Does it make you feel better that you're uh, that much more talented than somebody who talks shit about you every single week? Ah, what? Do I really care what freaking Cliff thinks? Come on now. Yeah, haters gonna hate. Yeah, and you still got the bitches, you know. Yeah. Well, you I, well, actually, what happened to your uh, what happened to your all female training staff? I, I understand that most of them went back uh, with your father to their home country. Yeah, but they're coming back. The are they? Man, are you yeah. flying Come them on. out? The, the old man can't keep up with you know. Once you've gone with Erskine, <laughs> come on, you're just not, you're not going to settle for second best. The old man, come on. Well, isn't he sort of the origin? Maybe he has just like the, the real magic stick. No. <laughs> yeah, I guess he couldn't keep your mom. So <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe that's enough to tell you there. Uh, so dad, question number four, let's jump right in. How many Evas are allowed per country? Is it A2, B3, C4, or D5? It is three. Three? B, yeah. Alrighty, Joe. What's going to happen? Drew, Cliff's coming to the line. He's uh, he's looking real good in the uh, shotgun position, and he uh, hikes it. He's going to his left. He stiff arms at the defensive line, and now he's going to let this one go. Oh, but it's caught. Piccolo, bottle wife off Eby Ebenezer, bringing down the catch for a first down. <laughs> wow, Cliff. Told you. Yeah, well, you know, I think that was only like a five-yard throw, so I don't really think you were doing that much. Well, hey, I gotta, you know, you gotta start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was more of like a, a, a yards after catch type of situation, but, you know, we'll still take it. Uh, all right, question number five. What does Kaji like to grow in his garden? Is A, carrots, B, potatoes, C, cantaloupe, or D, watermelon? It would be D, watermelon. D, watermelon? Yep. All right, Joe. Uh, <laughs> let's hear it. Drew. Cliff is looking really confident out there after that first down, and he's uh, he's commanding the offense up to the line. Oh, he's going to do a quick snap. He jukes out the, the blitzing quarterback, and he's going to let another one go. Oh, it is caught again. Touchdown. Willard sleep under the bridge. Trollberg making Cliff look like a real hero out there, and he's going to go up 10-7 to in this scrimmage, and uh, this is a wild turn of events. <laughs> wow, Dad, we have one question left, and Cliff very well might win this scrimmage. And whether he actually makes the team maybe has to be discussed by the you know the, the actual coaching staff, but he, he's he's putting up a second half performance. He's looking like the Celtics out there, dude. He's coming on at the end. All right, final question: uh, What is the final angel to appear in the film? Is it A eight, B nine, C ten, or D eleven? 
I think it is C10. C10? Alrighty, Joe. What's going to happen? Is uh, Cliff going to get this one? Drew, just like always, Cliff is going through uh, going through his progressions, and he's uh, actually sending a man in motion. Oh, he hikes the ball. He fakes a handoff, and now he's going to roll it left again. Oh, he sees someone heading towards the end zone. He's going to throw it, and it's caught! Julius Muldbeth and my Euro 3 Hammerstein coming down with another touchdown! Cliff, this is so crazy. I can't believe you actually did something good. How do you feel about your performance out there? You like that, Sky? You like that? <laughs> I see you on the field, brother. I'm coming in. Wow. Erskine, do you have any response to uh, what might be uh, one of your future opponents? I look forward to it. Honestly, this would be fun. <laughs> the beatdown will be epic. Wow. Uh, I'm also excited. I'm also excited for you to be uh, voicing both characters. I don't think anybody actually mentioned the fact that uh, the DB fell down. I mean... Who couldn't make that pass? <laughs> that's a good point. But, you know, that's the nature of a defense, and I'm pretty sure you've gotten some lucky breaks there too, Erskine. I don't think you're completely infallible. I don't know why I'm defending Cliff, but I'm just trying to be fair. You know, being a good commentator actually takes some neutrality, which uh, maybe you have to learn. No. <laughs> that's right. You're incredibly biased and selfish and arrogant, yeah. which is uh, just how I like my quarterbacks. I can tell you right now is after the game party, he's not going to be any any as epic as what I usually experience. No, it sounds like we're about to go head to Gus Muskie's and be really depressed. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll probably see you there, old Joe. It doesn't seem like uh, anybody's having a good ah, time. Who and, knows? Maybe I'll buy him a drink. Mm, I wouldn't. You know, like I said, if he comes back and kicks your ass in a later game, you're probably going to regret showing him any no, any positivity, it, dude. It's, that's impossible. Yeah, you got to play some mind games, dude. You got to do some like Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley type of shit, where you like pretended to be his friend, but then you you know <laughs> manipulate him to be soft. Okay. But, Dad, uh, maybe with Cliff running off the field with his high school buddies, uh, we still have to have some fun ourselves. And we're, uh, I guess, not having any ice baths here because we don't fucking, we can't get into this locker room, but we can still have some fun in the town. And uh, I think we should play some Would You Rather. So I only had one this week. And uh, the first one I had for Would You Rather was, Would you rather become a hand puppet where someone always has to have a hand up your ass or you can't function at all? Or a rainbow comes out of you and stays after you pee or poop? And I'll say it tracks for a five mile radius. So imagine like you take a piss in a urinal, the rainbow is going to follow you uh, up until five miles. Yeah. So you can just like follow someone back from the so toilet I'm, that you dropped I'm the dump. Basically the, uh, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. 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 That would be the best way to call your or dick. Or does the rainbow come shooting out of my ass? Well, you would probably have like rainbow dump, and then the rainbow would just like you know. I would simmer probably out, like, be very line. popular um, guest in any like you know gay pride parade or something. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, June <laughs> is LGBT Awareness Month, so right now would be the perfect time to have those rainbow poops. You and every other you know capitalist entity is trying to get in on the gay thing, so maybe yeah. it's time to. Maybe I think also I could make a cash. living off of that. You know, I'd be the human rainbow pandering maker. to yeah. the LGBT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that just like you know any fucking company, so that might work for cash reasons. But I'm not gonna have somebody with their hand up my ass, you know, making me talk and shit. Yeah, that well, I I think it almost has to be like a dummy plug. It's not necessarily like they're making you talk. It just has to be inserted so something can happen. You're like the Eva, and their fist up your ass is the dummy plug. <laughs> I wonder actually if the real dummy plug is just having an anal plug in your ass and that just like sort of like keeps you functioning and then you pop it out when you want to go to sleep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I've already made my pick. Have you ever like 
do you know the process of like expanding your asshole? How you have to like use multiple different like butt plugs and stuff like that? I always, I never really understood. Like, I can't wh- believe you're asking asking me that question. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know by any chance how to expand your ass? Well, no, I mean just like a general curiosity. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, well, how do I? I make- mean, I've taken some pretty good dumps before, but. <laughs> Yeah, that's you stress your own ass out. That's fair. What? Okay, what do you think is the biggest dump that you've uh, taken in your life? Length? Oh, I don't know. Lengthwise, over a foot, probably. Oh, absolutely, over a foot. Foot and a half? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, hmm. I wonder if there's a competition to see like who can take the biggest dump. That'd be really actually a fun competition. Like people will eat a bunch of food and then they all gather in one place. It's like, all right, whoever can make the biggest dump would win. It's almost like some weird like. Well, like I can remember contest. there was a, uh, like some kind of, um, drink or something. Somebody was selling it, um, you know, as a health thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, cause there was this thing stating that you have all this undigested food in your intestines mm-hmm. and that this, I don't know if it was a, a pill or a drink or something. Like but X-lax? Sort of, I guess, but mm-hmm. you were supposed to, you know, ingest it or whatever. And then it would create, you would basically take this fucking hellacious fucking turd <laughs> and people were sending like pictures of them like they fucking took a shit like in the tub man and it'd be like some like you know four foot fucking dump mm. in the fucking tub and you're like you know like who would do that first it's like it was like a, a thing that's like yeah i can't believe it look at this fucking shit i did man it was fucking weird when i, I don't remember where i saw it because i think this was pre-internet yeah, at that point, anything uh, could must be have real. Been, you know, it must have been internet, but they were showing pictures of people's, you know, what happened after they took it. I'm going to was... actually Google search that biggest poop ever. How big was that poop that when I was a child, uh, when I crapped by that tree, <laughs> one of your favorite stories about me, was that a big poop? I don't even remember that technically. What do you mean? I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I sort of remember it happening, but to me at the time, it wasn't that funny, but... (laughs) (laughs) Just in retrospect, me just as a child taking a huge shit. All right, here's something. World's largest dollop of human poo belongs to a Viking man and is on display at a UK museum. What? Wow, okay. The the 20-centimeter long and 5-centimeter wide human shit. Okay, what the fuck is centimeters into inches? Two inches. That is... 27 meters is only seven inches. What? According to the Bible, the the long term. Yeah, that's not that big. <sighs> Shit. Well, maybe it's the five centimeters wide. That might be the thing. Oh, five centimeters wide. Yeah, but that's still only. Yeah, like that's still like that much. Yeah, what the fuck? Largest dollop of poo? Is that just some sort of you know the only poo they could find? That seems lame. Yeah, that's not even. Snopes. What the fuck is? Okay, wait a second. Here's another one. Was the largest human poop 26 feet long? The world record was supposedly set at a bowling alley. <laughs> oh, okay, this is false. <laughs> it was there was a claim that a woman set a world record in 1995 uh, taking a 26 foot long poop in a bowling alley. That would be an incredible fucking story. This maybe has to do. We'll have to do like a follow up pup on this <laughs> to find the, the largest poop in the world. What Just like the we had the largest dick. Lloyd's Bank coprolite and it's saying what is the largest poo and it fossilized human feces ever found yeah that that oh that's the the fossilized the biggest shit that they ever found that was fossilized oh okay okay yeah so it was just the fact that it was well preserved it was like that freaking mosquito and amber or whatever from jurassic park is just a fucking piece of shit (laughs) yeah that greatest scientific discovery of the this time dude i feel just so stupid 
Why would they keep that in a museum, yeah, too? who gives a shit? Literally. <laughs> literally, who gives a shit? <laughs> Obviously, this Viking, but that seems a little silly. Of all the things that we could be holding on to or trying to, you know, spend our money on, I don't know. It, it seems like a waste of cash. No, I'm just laughing because, you know, I, I'm still looking at these uh, the results for shits, and there's people on Quora, like, answering it. And this guy, <laughs> just like, I saw one that wouldn't flush. It had to have been about eight inches in diameter. <laughs> Eight inches in diameter? Yeah, I couldn't see the length. It was out of sight, but the thing was huge. <laughs> out of sight. <laughs> what? Is, I mean, what is that? Like, that would be like, that's yeah. like the, uh, that's almost like a softball. I know. No, that's like a baseball. I don't know. That I would like to know the, some measurements here. I need some visualizations of this. Uh, but Dad, we've, uh, we've run right through Would You Rather, and we've reached Ghibli All Grown Up, Bit Skits and Sequel Ideas. Uh, just like always, I'm sure you don't have anything here and I, I could probably just say my idea, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I always just like to open up the door in case you <laughs> want to surprise me with like a future or something like that. But, uh, so the idea that I had was like, I was just really confused as to how Misato got her job. That was like one of the big questions I had watching this movie because I know her backstory and I know she like went to college with Ritzko and how they even ended up there has probably to do with nepotism. But I had this idea that somebody just, like, gets a high-standing military position just, like, out of the blue uh, at some sort of, like, a job fair or something. Does that sound all right to try? Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, let's set this timer and jump right into this bit. So, three, two, one. Uh, so, imagine you're just, like, this dude walking into, like I said, like, a big, like, job fair. And you, you see, like, all these stands and different jobs. Like, McDonald's is in one corner. And you're just kind of walking through. Hey, buddy, come over here. We got a uh, we got a couple applications that you can fill out. Sure. Say, hey, I'm uh, I'm I'm Kevin. It's very nice to meet you. Kevin, nice to meet you. What's your name? Dwayne. Dwayne. Wow, good for you. That's a very cool name. So, would you like to be a fry cook today? I say what a a fry cook. Uh, well, you know, I'm trying to get out of the fast food industry. Oh, so you're already working as a fast food? No, person. I quit. Hmm. So maybe you're not the best person. How do you feel about a managerial position? Yeah. Well, you would have to work up, but you, we'll start you on the fryer cook. But I see a lot of potential in you, my friend. All right. <laughs> What's the pay? Uh. Well, I'm thinking eight twenty-five an hour. What? Yeah. For I a mean, fry cook. Well, you'd be fryer. You'd just be working the the fries, but. You know, that's, we have to start you off. This is a, this is a climbing economy. You know, you got to be able to get your steps up. I mean, is there any like benefits? You get a free meal. <laughs> really? Oh. Don't listen to that fucking loser. Oh, you just see like this old dude just like leaning up against the wall. He's just like swigging on a bottle of something. All these jobs, none of them are good enough. Nothing is good enough. This fucking world is ugly and disgusting. He just, like, takes a big swig off, like, this whiskey bottle that he has. <coughs> hey there, buddy. You want a sip? <coughs> really? Yeah. This is uh, some of my special stuff. I made it myself. What, what kind of job are you uh, offering? Cause well, I'm not offering any. drink on the job? What is this? Like, the 60s? <laughs> well, my friend, uh, uh, I got to be honest. I'm not really offering any job at all. I'm, uh... I'm sort of down on my luck. Actually, I'm at the end of my rope. I'm uh, I'm a pretty important guy, and I don't want to be an important guy anymore. Okay. You know what I used to do? What? 
I used to push young men into battle. Wow. I used to push people to the end of the uh, end of the world at the end of my barrel and to swallow my lead. Damn. And there's a uh, there's a time and a place in everyone's life when he finally regrets it, and here I am. I don't blame you, but I don't, I don't think it's a job that I want to do. Son, I understand your name is Dwayne. Yes. Yes, sir. Boy, my name is George Clenlinton Wishwash. <laughs> George Clenlinton Wishwash was one of the greatest generals in American history, if you didn't know. And I only talk about myself in the third person because I've completely disassociated from my former life. Well... Okay, but what's that got to do with me now? Well, I'm not even fucking sure how I ended up here. I'm sort of on a weird three-day bender, and, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I don't really want to do what I'm doing anymore, and if anything, I, I'm looking for you to help me out. Well, I'm not employed currently, so if, you know, you want to buy the drinks, I'm, I'm probably in. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you follow me out to my, uh, my old Pontiac, and I can show you something. Okay. <laughs> so we fucking walk out of this thing and we go back to my car that I'm obviously living in. Like all my shirts are like hung up and I pop the trunk and I, it's like a full, you know, military, uh, general regalia. Like he's got the full, you know, all the, all the clip on medals and shit like that. This used to be my everyday uniform, boy. I look pretty damn sexy. Yeah. You know how many uh, times I got my dick sucked by the, the secretary of defense for wearing this? <laughs> Was she female? Doesn't matter. <laughs> I was an important man, but I'm done. I want to get out of this life. I think I, I just want to go off into the, you know, some ranch somewhere and live my best life. But, you know, the, the, the government and the, the army doesn't want to let me go. And that's why, that's why I want you to take over for me. Okay. Is that really going to work? Sure it will. Yeah, fuck it. it you just got to wear the medals. That's all these people care about. Okay. I mean, listen, this is a real thing. If you put on this, you're you're going to be in charge of a lot of people. I understand you're looking for a job. This is the realest job you can get, to be a leader of men. Yeah, well, I mean, it's better than being a frat cook. All right, buddy. You're doing me a hell of a favor. All right. Let me just make a few calls, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out of your hair. <laughs> so I fucking give you the suit. And, uh, you know, I make some phone call and I'm like looking back at you and I'm just like, yeah, it's, uh, so it's over, you know, I got somebody to replace me and, uh, you can come pick them up right now. I get in my Pontiac, I shut the door. I'm like looking out. It's like, all right, I'll, uh, I guess I'll see you around, buddy. Your, uh, your new, uh, your new ride is going to be here in just a moment. Wow. What a whack job. This guy was, man. <laughs> I mean, come on now. I mean, I'm not going to be no general or anything. Nobody's just going to you know believe that a fucking black cock chopper like comes over uh comes over the thing and just like lands in the middle of the parking lot like crushes like a, <laughs> a prius or something like that excuse me whoa, whoa whoa what the mr Dwayne? is that you y yeah mr Dwayne, sir it's so nice to meet you i understand that you're my new commanding officer uh yeah i guess so uh where are we going i've been commanded to take you to the pentagon there's uh there's an emergency situation that we need you right away. All right. Um let's go. <laughs> so we you fucking jump into this chopper and we uh we fly over to what Virginia or whatever. I don't even know where we're supposed to be. But we get to the <laughs> Pentagon and like all these people kind of like usher you into this big uh Dr. Strangelove type of room. Mr. Dwayne, it's very nice to meet you. I'm uh I'm the Secretary of Defense. My name is Arnold. Hi, Arnold. Am I supposed to salute you? Or do you salute me? Well, 
depending on how you know good friends we could be, I'll do a lot more for you. <laughs> but why don't you take a seat at the table? All right, everybody, sit down. Uh, the new general is here. So, Mr. General, as you can see, we have uh, collected all the greatest military minds around us, and uh, we're going to share some top-secret information with you. Okay. We plan to invade Russia. What? Yes, we plan to invade Russia. Maybe we're thinking tonight, actually. Okay. Uh... And being that uh, being that old fucking, you know, the old general that you replaced was supposed to be leading this operation, he actually left with uh, the, all the plans. So we have no course of action as to how to proceed with this mission. And we've already put several hundreds of billions of dollars into this plan, and uh, we would like to follow through. So, sir, what do you think we should do? Well, I think first off, we should blame it on the Chinese. We'll send a bunch of fighter planes. We'll paint their freaking logo... Uh, emblem on you know the, the the chinese emblem on their planes and attack them that will cause the, the russians to want to think it's china they're going to start a massive attack against china at that point we do a end around and invade russia wow that's uh that's just crazy enough for it to work <laughs> really Dwayne, you're probably the best general we've ever had just for that plan alone let me uh thank you I think you deserve something more than a medal. Oh. <laughs> I get under the table and just start. You know, I'll just take on the, maybe some, uh, you know, a shot of bourbon or something like that. The other general is talking about, you know, I, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, this is the congressional head of honor. <laughs> uh, we could just fucking cut it off there. I'm, I'm, we're trying to have a quick episode because it's nice and sunny now. But yeah, we, we can head it there for you causing a China plan or whatever. <laughs> Which is kind of racist or something, but no, it's it's, I know it's old Trump. Yeah, <laughs> Trump, which is just like a ridiculous fucking using idea. Trump's freaking stupid logic, yeah. or planning. It was good. I mean, that kind of made sense, I guess. <laughs> if you're an, if you're a complete fucking idiot. Uh, but dad, that was definitely not one of our best bits. But we do have to figure out if this movie gets on any of the best of the best lists, and I don't think it will. But let's have to propose the question anyways for this Rushmore. So best second movie in a tetralogy. Does Evangelion 2.22 beat out Shrek 2, Aliens, John Wick Chapter 2, or Toy Story 2? No chance. Yeah, no fucking chance. No. I mean, I, uh, what would you actually rate of these second best movies to be the best out of those? Have you seen all of them? Yeah. Yeah. Which one do you think is the best one of those four? I'm, I mean. I think Aliens was probably would be the best for me. I don't think I've even seen John Wick Chapter 2. Yeah. I saw the first one. I've seen it, but I don't really remember it too much. I think that was the one that they had the subway fight and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but Shrek 2 is, like, one of my favorite movies. I think that is, like, one of... The, I think that's the best Shrek, which is, like, maybe blasphemous to say because Shrek 1 is, like, so iconic. But Shrek 2 feels to me like the superior Shrek. Yeah, that was, that was pretty decent, but... I always thought Aliens. I mean, that was the Cameron one, wasn't it? Aliens? Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. it's the one where Ripley has the, the mech suit that she yeah. fights the aliens with. So, right. yeah, that's definitely a, a super good one there. Uh, but, Dad, here we are again. And uh, I don't know if you're ready. Woo! But I sure am. Because, ladies and gentlemen. What a crowd we got here, too. <laughs> are you ready for a celebrity deathmatch? Wow. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> we actually have some people around this time. Slowly people are learning more about the Celebrity Deathmatch Tournament. Right. 
Yeah. This was uh, this is an outdoor event too. Thankfully, you know, we were following COVID protocols, but yeah, we've uh, we've gathered quite a crowd and we're ready to get round one, part two started. The second half of this, uh, the second half of this tournament. So, Dad, let me fucking hit this battle gong here. All right, first fight up. We have another one seed, another 16 seed going up against each other. It's Will Smith, who is 10 feet tall with 27 personalities, versus Willem Dafoe, who has web shooters and he's pooping all the time. <laughs> well, um... I am worried about the web shooter thing for Dafoe. Because if it's as strong as any of the Spider-Man situations, which, you know, being that we've, we've given the benefit of the doubt with a lot of these fighters, that seems to be the case... I don't know. Well, the 27 personality thing, too. If you watch, did you watch Split before? Yeah. He can do some like crazy weird shit because of that. So I think maybe that gives him some power, too, if he can catch him and if he's fast. I don't know. I, I feel like the web shooters might be an impediment, but depending on how powerful these 27 personalities are, it might be too much for old Willem. Yeah, but yeah, but at the same point, it seems like the web shooters can be used at a distance, and I always feel like that's going to be an advantage. Mm, that's true. And he can also probably like swing from this like outdoor fighting area that we have. I'm picturing like the the tournaments from like Dragon Ball Z type of area. Yeah. Oh, this actually, I'm I'm kind of concerned. I'm concerned that Will doesn't have it. I think because of the web shooter thing and the fact that he could probably make him slip, too, <laughs> yeah. he might be so tall that he hurts himself. Uh, yeah. You know, so what, what's Will going to do? Just slap him? Okay, I looked up the I looked up the freaking powers of the guy from Split. Uh, when he has the beast emerge, he has superhuman strength, enhanced speed, enhanced leap, superhuman durability, superhuman stamina, wall crawling, pain suppression, and animal vocalization. Hmm. That's that's a big get for a ten foot tall dude. Who actually he might not always have those personalities though. He's sort of cycling through. So like he, I said before in a couple episodes, like he might start as like a really friendly Will Smith, and then he like gets into slap mode, and then eventually the beast will come. But at that point, he yeah, might but be now so you're trying to you're shooters. also saying he's ten feet tall. In the twenty seven personalities are supposed to be his his weakness. Yeah, 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 yeah. And but the, that then you're trying to say because that. Uh, that I'm, was sort of a like he was a superhero type of mentality and when he was turning into the beast wasn't it yeah well i mean the thing is like you can't control these personalities they sort of come out uh as they do so let's uh, maybe say there's like some randomness to it but if i'm being honest with myself i want to give this one to defoe but i'm willing to throw this over to a coin toss on the first one up just to like yeah i would i would be okay with that yeah should we who's gonna be heads uh, we're going to make Will. Willem? Yeah. Or likes, <laughs> Will Smith? Yeah, he likes to slap faces, so yeah. Very good. Yeah. All right. Alexa, flip a coin. Okay. You got heads. Oh! The one seed comes through! He stomps, maybe like fucking, I don't know, throws poop into foe's face. <laughs> Blinds him and, and is able to crush him or something in beast mode. Wow, he used his own thing. Yeah. He, he went berserk, very yeah. much like an Evangelion. Will yeah. Smith just went to the, the ends of the earth to win this battle. Yeah. 
I'm uh, I'm kind of shocked. I really thought Willem had it there. I thought Defoe was going to be able to pull it out. Yeah, it was just too close to, to call, so that's why we had to go to the flip. It would have been a huge upset, considering that Yoon uh, absolutely devastated DeVito uh, easily. <laughs> it would have been kind of crazy if another one seed just like dropped. Uh, so, Dad, next up, we have Beyonce Knowles with Freddy Krueger claws uh, and an enemy shadow versus Harry Styles, who has five clones... But he can, you know, he turns into a werewolf. So this, this feels pretty cut and dry for me. Five clones that are werewolves? Well, he, he turns into a werewolf, yeah. Like, that's his weakness, is he, like, turns into this uncontrollable, like, werewolf. But he does have five clones. His, his positive thing was that he had five clones. And the, the worst thing was that he can turn into this thing that he can't control. Yeah. I think that is the thing. Like, if he, she has an enemy shadow, Beyonce is going to get grabbed by it, held by the freaking ankles by her shadow. And Harry Styles is just going to rip into her. Yeah, I think Harry is going to take her down. It's unfortunate, but that's just the way it's going to be. I know. Uh, the B-stands are not going to be happy that Beyonce didn't make it out of the first round. But I just, uh, the enemy shadow thing, the fact that we're, well, I'm trying to think if, well, the, considering that uh, this might be a night battle, if he's going to be turning into a werewolf, maybe it's like positioned during the day. So would the shadow even can come into it? Oh, well, I guess there could probably still be a moon if we're lighting up the, the oh, stadium. Yeah, wait a minute. We gotta rethink this because werewolves don't just come out during the day, right? Yeah. It's gotta be a full moon. I oh. think I think it could be one of those situations where like the moon is out in the day, you know, and it's like summer moon when it's <laughs> when it's out. Do we have a full moon right now? Uh right now? Yeah. Full moon. The next full moon will occur on Tuesday, June fourteenth. So we're uh, we're about nine days away from that. Uh oh, Beyonce might have the upper hand. I mean, all she has to do is take down five Terry <laughs> Styles, and she's got Kruger claws. And his werewolf might—he he can't go wolf. Is it have to be a full moon though, or is it like or any can moon? you come out though? You know, because Teen Wolf he sort of could just call on the wolf. That's true. He did have some like capabilities. Maybe it's not as powerful as a full moon werewolf, but like he can still turn into the werewolf, or he still turns into it without his you know will. I, I'm gonna have to give the Alexa, fact that we've can werewolves come out during the day or only during a full moon. Here's something I found on the web, according to GetYarn.io. Werewolves can only turn on a full moon. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> can't use Teen Wolf as a. <laughs> I guess so. You can't use that as the justification. I. I'm. Uh, I, well, she only has Freddy Krueger. Sure Shut up! With that. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Alexa. It, well, the thing is, thank it, you, Alexa. Well, let's see. Five people against one. Let's say Beyonce fucking just stabs one Harry Styles, and four other of them just grab onto her. They could still probably choke her out and stomp her out. That's five against one. She's going to get one of them, but they're going to be able to team up on her and hold her down. I don't think she's that strong. She's almost and, a 40-year-old um, woman. Yeah, but can Harry Styles dance? <laughs> Apparently not. You know, Mick Jagger doesn't think so, but... <laughs> yeah, she's 40 years old. She, she's she been, you know, absolutely railed by Jay-Z for like a decade now. She just doesn't have the stamina or the strength, maybe. Or maybe she's at the peak of her game. I don't know. But I still think five against one is kind of tough. Even if he can't call on the werewolf powers just yet. Is it another coin toss? Um, it might be. I mean, I don't know. It all depends, you know. Uh, I think because of the discrepancy with the werewolf thing and the fact that it is 5v1, 
we might have to just do another coin toss. This this is such a close first two ones that we have to do it twice. All right. All right. So what should Beyonce? She's tails. Or should Harry be tails since he's a werewolf? All right. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. All right, Alexa, flip us another coin. Okay, flipping. This one's a little heavier. It's tails. Yeah. Five v one really comes through on that. You know, we'll have to schedule Harry for like a night fight. It's not fair that he wasn't able to access his powers just on a technicality. <laughs> so maybe in the next round, he'll be able to be like, hey, I would like to actually be uh, fighting specifically on this day. I don't know, man. I don't know. But Beyonce just got stomped the fuck out. Her enemy shadow. I mean, that's another thing, too. If we're going to bring the shadow back into it, she's being held in place or like, you know, the shadow is going against her while these five dudes are coming at her. So, you know, I, I still think it makes sense that he comes out on top. <sighs> So <laughs> next one up, and this is maybe a little more cut and dry. Uh, we have the three seed against a 14. It's Tom Brady with a happy Gilmore hockey stick who has giant nuts versus Justin Bieber who has Hulk strength and tree root feet. I th I just, I can't imagine Brady is going to get out of nah, this one. The, the goat's going down. I think he's going to, I think Justin Bieber's going to pop his balls like a beach ball, dude. He's just going to squeeze <laughs> them. And I think Brady just might like, you know, yeah. he'll have to retire from not only this, uh, this tournament, but his life. Pretty much. Yeah. I, I think Justin Bieber is like a strong seed, especially yeah. since the tree root thing, that is almost instantly counteracted by the Hulk strength. He can just sort of like run even though he's being hampered by it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I it's too bad for Brady. Uh, you know, <laughs> I know he was excited to get back into the game at such an old age, but finally he might have to be a family man. God forbid. Yeah. God forbid he sees his fucking kids for more than uh, any day in a week. Uh, all right. Next up, we have Jared Leto who has Harry Potter's wand and hot dog fingers versus Meryl Streep, who has Rocky Four boxing skills, but she has, like, slug skin. Mucusy slug skin. <laughs> so I'm imagining Leto would only know the spells from Harry Potter that he's seen in the movie. And being that he's, like, such a fucking loser method actor, he probably has retained a lot of that information. So he probably has a couple of spells in his back pocket. Although the hot dog finger thing from uh, everywhere, all, uh, everywhere all the time, all at once or whatever, yeah. that seemed pretty hard to use. It didn't seem like anyone was able to do anything. Yeah, with those I don't fingers. know. Is the wand require you know dexterity in your hands or? Well, it require you, you to freaking like, hold it. Because if um, you're if you're kind of like if you maybe he has to use two hands and he's like pointing at it like that. Yeah, I don't know. I think. If Meryl has that slug skin, she could be, like, skating on it and then, like, sock him in the face. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, he there's probably a lot a lot of different things he can bring up with that wand. Yeah. I mean, he, he hits her with an avocadaver and it's over. Yeah. But that's the thing with her slug skin. Like, I don't know if Meryl is so adept at just, you know, she, she picks up on the boxing skills so quickly because she's such a great actor that she's also super dexterous with her sliding around. So she might be able to survive. Some of the missed shots that Leto will inevitably have from her, I mean, his bad fingers, but... The question is, she's got Rocky Four boxing skills, but can she take the punishment that Rocky can take? Hmm. I'll say yes, but I don't know if that really means anything in the case of magic. It's not <laughs> like she's taking, like, a two-piece to the face and, like, able to suck it up. It's like she's getting evaporated by this fucking thing, or she's getting turned into a frog or something. Right. So I'm, I'm, I, I wish Meryl, you know, had it just because I don't like Jared Leto, even though he's on my team. I think if he gets one good shot on her with that wand, it's over. 
And he might be able to, well, if she knocks him out. Do you think Rocky Four has a one-punch kind of situation where he she can get at least one hit on him and knock him out? I don't think Rocky ever had that one-punch ability. He sort of had He never that. had knockout power? <laughs> no, he had knockout power, but, um, you know, he never just came in and, well, I don't know. I mean, probably some of the... I mean, he's, he's fucking jacked by Rocky Four, so Meryl will be shredded. And she also has this mobility with the slug thing. I, I mean, if she can get, like, some sort of... Uh, I mean, if he's yeah, such a bad Rocky, shot... Rocky, even though he was listed as 209 pounds, um, Sylvester Stallone only weighed, like, 150-something for the movie. Really? Yeah. Holy they were shit. talking about that. Oh, yeah. And a rewatchable yeah. thing? Okay, okay. <laughs> Still, I mean, he's she would be shredded. She would be... Yeah. I, I mean, even if she were to land one punch on Leto, that... Uh, I don't know, dude. I think really the wand is the differentiating factor, and I think he's going to be able to figure it out. I think he knows the the spells because he's remembered them from the movies, just because he's a crazy you know method actor or whatever. He knows his lines, and he's just going to be able to use a, a two hand sort of situation, two hand hold, counteract the the yeah, hot dog fingers. I would agree. Yeah, that's too bad. I really feel I really was rooting for the underdog story that was you know Meryl and a Rocky for body, but we'll <laughs> we'll have to just see her uh, in her grave, unfortunately. Uh, so next up, we got Kanye West, who has a Wonder Woman lasso, and he's Scarface High, versus Emma Stone, who is uh, using a Katniss bow, but she has uncontrollable orgasms that will probably fuck up her aim. <laughs> Do these happen, like, continuously? I mean, is there any... <laughs> yeah, what's the dilation of I mean, it? Is it the, is it the, um, the fact that she's going to be, you know, in a fight that all of a sudden these orgasms, you know... I think it's just one of those things where, like, it's almost like you, uh, when somebody takes too much acid and they're just tripping for, like, a super long time. I think that's just her with her orgasm. Like, something happened and now she's just coming all the time. And it's exhausting. She's just can barely fucking move. Her body's, like, shaking all the time. (laughs) That's a problem. That's a real big problem. Especially since Kanye, who has probably had some, I don't actually know, he's, he's probably not done too much coke in his life. Maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. But the Wonder Woman lasso, I don't think would be too impeded by him being high. I think he would probably be able to grapple her, and then do as he will. No, he'd be like, she'd be, he'd be like, say hello to my little lasso. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he'd be like. <laughs> so I, uh, that alone, I just think the orgasm thing is so crazy, especially if she's like really going. The only thing is if she, you know, if she's, she's a able to use. <laughs> <laughs> If she's able to use the the actual bow, get one off and uh-huh. hit him with an arrow, I mean that's that's pretty bad. Because the lasso, what's he gonna do? Like, yeah, he doesn't have the up. bracers. That's true. And then you know, make her tell the truth. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who has her bigger dick, Andrew Garfield or? Yeah, I think <laughs> or Ryan Gosling. I think uh, I think you might be right. I think Emma, even though she's probably coming all the time, she has like maybe more control of it now that she is yeah. used to it happening all the time. Yeah. It's like her base level is just pure nirvana. Yeah. I think she'd probably headshot that motherfucker and he'd be dead. I think he'd be maybe too high to even think to defend himself. Unless he can use the lasso and and grab the bow out of her hand. Yeah. I think all, I mean, Kanye's arrogance though and his God complex, especially under the, you know, the distortion of cocaine would maybe fuck up the fight a little bit too much for him. Like he's a little too confident that he's going to be able to get it. And then she's just like on the ground, slips him in the, the knee with a bow. Or with an arrow. Yeah, I don't know. Do you want I'm, to give it to Kanye? 
Mm, I'm willing to give it a stone. I'll be honest. I don't think she. Uh, I don't think Kanye can do it. All right. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, I trust me. I wish I could say Kanye uh, in good faith, but I don't think the Wonder Woman lasso and him being fucked up is like. I don't think he has the ability. I don't even think he's that athletic. <laughs> I know he did score 106 points a bunch of good, like a bunch of crippled people in a basketball game, but that's about <laughs> the most athletic feat that Kanye's ever done. <laughs> So unfortunately, Emma Stone is going to pass through. So that's another win for uh, Team Petrick, uh, and we'll we'll tally that up towards the end there. But we do have uh, another six and eleven seed going against uh, against each other. We have Angelina Jolie, who is in the first Iron Man suit and bug eyes, versus Christian Stewart, who has her Captain America shield and she has audience controlled rollerblades. All that the crowd who is clapping for us now has uh, got to decide whether they want K. Stew to come out on top against. He had what? What was the the first Iron Man suit like? He was able to fly with it because he flew away. Did he have like guns on that thing? Yeah, I think he has all kinds of capabilities. On the first one, though. Yeah, he can shoot rockets. Yeah, and then what? She has the Iron Man shield. That I mean, that could be a thing in itself. Is she? If he's like firing stuff and it's being uh, bounced off by the shield, maybe she can yeah, but throw then it. She's getting like whipped around by the audience. Mm. Yeah, they saw. Depends uh, on how if she's a fan of the audience. Yeah, what's what's her new movie uh, on Rotten Tomatoes? The Cronenberg movie. What do we think of Kristen? <laughs> oh wow. Wow, wow! The crowd is not with her. They must have saw Spencer. <laughs> oh my god! Damn. Sorry. Yeah, man. they uh, they really didn't care for that performance, which is too bad. You know, she she really put it all out. Even though she was what nominated for that, nobody really liked Spencer. Or Twilight. They could hold that against her. I do want to see what that new Cronenberg movie... If that's if that has at least a 60%... Well, I heard it's really gory that a lot of people walked out on it. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what apparently the deal was that she was saying. Cronenberg uh, movie 2022. Crimes of the Future. There we go. Only has a 6.5 out of 10. Uh, it does have a 4.5 in IndieWire, but I think that's not a high enough score for me to think that the uh, the crowd is going to be swayed by Case Stew. So she is going to be whipped around. I don't know if she's going to have maybe the uh, the ability to kind of hold strong while Angelina just comes at her with the Iron Man suit. I think she might be in a bad place here. I don't think the bug eyes are going to hurt her too much, too. Right. Just because even though she's seeing like a hundred different versions of the thing. I still think the Iron Man suit has like some ability to freaking help her out there. Yeah. Plus, I don't really think she can hurt him in the Iron Man suit. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think this unless she's like bouncing the bullets or the the rockets off and hitting her with, you know, the reflection from the shield. But that would be that would be a lucky shot, especially since she's on those rollerblades. I think Case Stew is gonna like roll up to her just because the crowd is fucking with her. I, they would probably just drive her right into Angelina's fist. That feels like the case. They're gonna they're gonna throw it for Angelina. Yeah, I think. I think it's Angelina. I mean, even though Angelina has bug eyes, you know, you you probably still have to hit. You you would you know that that's still something that you would want on your bucket list. <laughs> so I think Angelina's gonna go through there. Is that good to you? When you say she has bug eyes, mm -hmm. what do you? You know, like a fly, like how they like portray flies yeah. being able to see. It's like a hundred different things. Yeah, that's how I think of it. So she has like some visual impairment. But you ever try to kill a fly? Not easy. I've caught plenty of flies out of the air. Wow. Yeah, I have great reflexes. No matter how drug-addled my body is, what I've been able to... What do you think to... you are, frog? No. <laughs> I'm a kung fu master, dude. I should be out there fucking fighting. 
But yeah, I think uh, I think Bug-Eyed Iron Man Suit Angelina is moving on to the next round to fight whomever it be. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, the next one up is one of my favorites here. We have Trump, who is in the bat suit, and he's possessed by Pazuzu, versus Halle Berry, who can teleport, but she's wheelchair-bound. <laughs> Pazuzu. I wonder if the teleportation thing, like, Halle would be, like, trying to dive bomb herself like she'll fucking appear above him and like fall on him and try to hurt him that way but the bat suit's gonna have armor it's gonna have the whole bat suit the demon is like in trump's freaking brain already yeah (laughs) they're sharing the space up there with another demon but yeah he can make his head spin around and uh he can actually pretend that he's hallie's like i don't know mother or something yeah hallie why why you be so mean to me (laughs) yeah i'm sure (laughs) i'm sure i'm sorry mom and then he hits her with some kind of batarang yeah bat suit bullshit Mm. i think the teleportation thing is gonna give her more time I just don't know if her being in the wheelchair, like she would have to physically like use her body as the weapon. I don't know where she could teleport or like what she could be doing to really do him a lot of harm, especially since he's armor plated and shit. Yeah. So I, I think just by nature of the the advantages that Trump has with the bat suit, all the gadgets, he could probably make something explode. I mean, he's gonna fucking get her eventually. Damn, Trump freaking takes it. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully this isn't like a, uh, an insight into what 2024 is going to look like. <laughs> but, you know, we'll, we'll have to figure that There's out. There's no way I would have lost. Never. Never. <laughs> Me and Pazuzu are the best team ever. We're actually going to run uh, for the election, and uh, we're not going to lose. Pence is out. Pazuzu's in. <laughs> Trump and Pazuzu. <laughs> I think, I mean, considering that he tried to kill Pence, I think it makes sense that he would want to replace him. I don't see why it's a problem, me being, like, friends with the devil. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I yeah. mean, you, we, we, you know, isn't that a good thing? You know, we bring the devil in, you know, make him change his ways. If I'm friends with the devil, we're all friends with the devil. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that... the devil, Putin, you know? <laughs> I mean, it would probably Kim be... Jong Un. <laughs> we're all good. We're all boys. Bring them all together. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Putin is fucking you know rooting for from Trump from the uh, the audience there. Him and Flipper are talking it up since they're both fucking. I Russian apologize assets. for my uh, Trump impersonation. It's pretty pathetic. But yeah, mine's not great either. But <laughs> this whole episode is not great anyway. So who gives a fuck? All right, last one up of the day. We have an eight and a nine, and I I think this is another easy one. We have uh, Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg himself, Marky Mark, in a Doc Ock, uh, well, ar- with Doc Ock arms, and an Elephant Man body versus Steve Carell, who can tr- control animals, but he has a compulsion to be fisted. <laughs> I think, I think this is pretty, you know, straightforward. I think Steve Carell is going to be so enticed by these octopus arms well if he has a compulsion to be fisted i mean with his doc ock arms that's what I i'm mean, saying yeah, yeah. He's just gonna be like hey i'm gonna bring some in oh yeah he summons like all the local Wahlberg, check out my ass he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like pulling down his pants in front of him he's like i can't stop myself <laughs> yeah i think i think steve carell would be um i think he would look like a kebab with the freaking doc ock arm all, yeah. all the way up his, his throat yeah, that this one's probably the most frightening ending. Yeah, the goriest, uh, the goriest ending that we could have got for this one. And he's and just holding Steve Carell up in the air with this big freaking tentacle arm. Yeah, Steve shakes Carell's, him off like a fucking yeah, <laughs> like a sheep. He's like impaled. Oh, that's a that's a sad sight. But that's what the celebrity death match is all about. It's about tearing these uh these fucking people into shreds. <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg is gonna move on to the next round. 
So let's count out who won here today. So you lost with Beyonce, so that was one for me. Will Smith won, so that was another one for me. Tom Brady lost, so Justin Bieber won for me. Leto, another one. Oh, Emma boy. Stone for you. Um, I believe I was Angelina, so that's five wins for me. Trump got six wins, and then Wahlberg. Dad, you had a horrible fucking round, dude. I think you only won one of these eight fights, yeah. and I had seven victories. This was a tough one, but yeah. you you had your victories last week. Turnaround, yeah. Yeah, you know, Team Rock. Like I said, I had some super villains on my team, and I was ready to bust them out. <laughs> so while Patrick might be feeling good in the booth talking shit about Cliff, he is in serious danger of uh, having his team fall out from under him, unfortunately. But you know, we'll have to see that next week when we uh, dive into the second round of the Me and My Dad Celebrity Deathmatch Tournament. Yeah, it isn't over till it's over. Exactly. All right, Dad. We've uh, we've reached the uh, the very end of this bitch. So as always, last call, roll call. Was there anything that you wanted to ask Anno or uh, bring up before we send this over to Muskie? Yeah, I, I mean maybe this will be answered, but I don't understand why Gendo would want his only son to be a pilot when it seems like it just requires any fourteen-year-old can be trained. Why would he bring his son? Which to start the movie. He has no training. He doesn't know anything about it. They yeah. just throw him in a freaking Hasn't neck. even fucking seen his dad. Yeah. Like, and it's just years. like, yeah, go get my son, Chingy. Stick him in that freaking Ava. Yeah. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Your like, son can barely talk to you. He's so emotionally damaged. Yeah. But I want you to do this thing yeah. for me. Yeah. I never understood, because there's ho- this whole thing with Eva. There's like the Marduk or a Marduk something where they have all these kids that are chosen to pilot them. And I think it involves all people who used to work for Nerve. There's some explanation as to why all these kids are doing it. But I never thought it was a very good reason. I didn't really understand. Well, I, I think I had read something that I guess at this age, they're the only ones that can take the, you know, somehow. The LCL. They have to, yeah, they have to merge with these robots and their oh. minds are able to do it where an adult can't take that. That, that, that reminds me, So they me, must yeah. have figured it out that they have to be a certain age to allow them to, you know, pilot yeah. these things. Their egos are just weak enough to be able to, to sync yeah. with the age. I guess that's the perfect age or whatever, but at the same point, I'm yeah. like... Perfect age is to sexualize by a fucking director, <laughs> apparently. Why would you, you know, take your, your son and throw him into one of these and basically trying to save the world? Yeah, that, I mean... He's just trying to keep it in the family. Because what? uh, Ray is his mother cloned or something stupid? I think that's the understatement. Evangelion is all about keeping it in the family. (laughs) Whether it be your relationships or otherwise. Uh, And the only one that I had was just how Misato ended up being this commander of these fucking gigantic humanoid monster uh, mechs. And how she got to be the one that was, you know, calling all the shots. So how how she got there, I would love to know, and I don't know if Anna well, ever is it really something that. to do with the second. I mean, they showed her she remembers the second impact. I mean, yeah, her fucking dad worked for Nerve, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's all a nepotism situation, yeah. probably, just because like she had a dad who worked for Nerve who died. And they'd be like, yeah, you know, we feel bad for you. You can, I guess, call the shots now. You're the one who's in charge. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, where did she get the training? Exactly. I mean, she fucking didn't go to college. She, I mean, she probably flunked out because she was fucking Kaji all the time. If I remember correctly, that was how she spent all of her college. She was just like banging Kaji. Yeah. That was the best way to spend college, but not how to become a, a commander in the, you know, the nerve uh, situation. 
Yeah, she just likes to suck down beers and shit, man. She's just a party girl. Yeah, suck down beers, suck down dudes. It's the, <laughs> that's why Misada is my my queen, and I <laughs> I hope to manifest that one day. And I, I get a Misada my own. We could adopt a penguin together. Oh no. Oh jeez. Well, uh, as always, we should probably talk to our bartender. Hey Gus, why don't you come over here and uh, I guess <laughs> inform us as to what's going on this week? What the fuck you mean? Yeah, what? You think I'm fucking the news channel? I ain't got nothing for you. Hey, what's up, David? Nice to see you. Yeah, nice seeing you, Muskie. You really mean that? Making any money? <laughs> I mean, actually, I am making a shit ton of money. Remember, I'm fucking funneling, you know, Russian guns and cash through this bitch. I'm actually, I just bought a yacht. I know all those, uh, those cocksuckers, uh, those other Russian oligarchs are getting all the shit taken, but, uh, old Muskie's flying under the radar, and I still got the Russian cash, so... I'm, 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 I had a great, you know, lake day the other day. Me and Flippa, we went on the water. Me, Rory, and Brock. It was a great day. We had a picnic. <laughs> Muskie, have you had any uh, weird workplace relationships? I know we, me and my dad were talking about that earlier. Muskie, you can't... We're not on the ocean. Well, you know, I, I we flew it out there, you know. <laughs> we had somebody drop... Uh, we had it specially delivered. It was actually... Uh, it was actually Flip's old boat. He was given it to uh, he was given to hold on to it by one of the oligarchs, but he just let me use it because he's one of my buddies now. But to answer your question, workplace relationships. I mean, aside from the ones that I'm having now, ah, uh, I guess I would fuck my fry cook every once in a while. <laughs> she was a real busty gal, big Aphrodite tits, you know, the ones that hang. Damn, Muskie, <laughs> what did she look like? Ah, uh, well, mole on a left cheek, a uh, little hair under her lip, just like I would like them. Uh, she had an ass that looked like two pumpkins and then a stomach that looked like a squash. So she had this gourd like body and that's just sort of what you're, are you like a Ruben S type of dude? Are you like your, your chicks bigger? I don't think, uh, Beth was maybe that model, but you know, I don't mind it. I I like to grab a little something. I think you're just thinking about time that you got shit face around Halloween and just, you know, found yourself fucking banging a pumpkin or something. I mean, I, I don't think he had any kind of relationship like that. Oh, you. <laughs> so you're saying what? That I just made up this lady yeah, in my head and I, I fucked don't, a pumpkin? I don't trust anything that comes out of your mouth, quite honestly. So it makes more sense to you that I fucked a pumpkin than I fucked a girl who had a, you know. Hey, you know, you're, you got freaking real dolls. I mean, you're, you're doing a lot of, you know, inanimate stuff. I mean, it's. A pumpkin, though? Yeah. All right, maybe you're right. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not against putting my dick in stuff. I don't think you actually give it enough. Uh, you know, you, you haven't tried it out yourself. There's plenty of things that feel really good when you stick your dick inside of it, like a thing of peanut butter. Yeah, well, if you can't get yourself any real, Rory's limit. told me that his PB and J's after I stick my dick in the peanut butter is the best thing he's ever oh, eaten. Oh no, I don't really want to ask him. I don't even know if Rory's here this week. It's, it, I mean, is he? No, no, of course not. We worked that thing out last week, and now he's sort of, you know. He's, uh, we actually hired a babysitter, so he can have some time off now. <laughs> it was actually the fry cook, you know. <laughs> I don't believe that, Muskie. You're just making up this woman. I want to actually know how many humans that you've had sex with, but I really wouldn't believe the number, even if you told me. Yeah. I, cause I, I've yet to meet one, or anytime we, you do have some kind of a sexual relationship, it's either with an animal or, uh, an android or. <laughs> I mean, hey man, I'm uh, I'm doing my best, you know. People people discriminate against me because you know the way that I look and the people that I hang out with. But you know when they get to know me, I'm I'm a good guy. So maybe one day the right woman's gonna come into my life. But until then, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be trying to get my my fucking reps in with whatever I can get. You know, <laughs> I don't want to be one of those dudes who's busting too early. You ever come too fast there, David? Yeah, probably. 
<laughs> Probably not. <laughs> very, very smooth. Yeah, the Muskie, I don't have to tell you that I've come too early because that's seemingly too obvious that I have. But, you know, we'll have to just kind of check back in with you next week. Maybe you can bring one of these old fry cooks or something back. Uh, or any woman that you've ever been friends with or talked to, ever. It would be nice. Yeah, let me, uh, maybe I'll go get my fucking Rolodex. I'll look through my old numbers or something like that. My black book is around here somewhere. Oh, you got a little black book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I still got a lot of pages to fill out, but, you know, I'm, I'm working through it. Can Do you have it on you? I mean, yeah. Can I see it? No. <laughs> All right. Well, we're, we're probably going to get our hands on that black book eventually. Now Now that I know that you have a black book, I'm going to fucking steal it off you, Muskie, and there's nothing you can do about it. No, fuck you. You're not going to get it. Ah, you, pro- you probably can't stop me there, buddy. It probably doesn't have any numbers. It's just your personal diary. <laughs> it's just doodles in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like I'm, it's like I'm sad. I want to kill myself. Yeah. It's like a weird journal. looks like my journal. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! All right, Dad, let's fucking get out of here so Muskie can uh, can I guess make up more women in his head to uh, fill out all the people he's never actually met. Whatever, fuck you, dude. Next time you come in, I'm gonna bring all my bitches in. <laughs> now that uh, what f- uh, what Patrick's freaking all female training staff is available to whomever wants to buy them, I'll just bring those bitches in. No, you won't, Muskie. That's uh, they're apparently going back to Patrick. They don't want you, dude. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> this is bullshit. All right. Well, Muskie, it's it's been a pleasure, my guy. Uh, as always, we'll probably see you next time, and we're going to regret it each time that we come back. <laughs> but, Dad, Notes and Errata, uh, anything you want to say before we go? Do the um, Jackson Maine? Notes Errata, no, I have nothing. Yeah, I think I'm good, too. Now that we're only two movies away from being done with this hellish fucking movie series, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting there. Uh, and finally talking about the movie that I just I can't stop thinking about, really. Uh, so, Dad, this is the Jackson Maine through the window. Hey, what's your one rating? Uh, it wasn't bad. Um, Can you actually pour me some? Because I all I had was coffee today. Yeah, I need to actually get a sip here. Got to avoid my own white pants. All right. Okay. Actually, that's really tasty. Estasia? Is that how you pronounce it? Maybe. I don't know. Butchered. I did take, what, four years worth of Spanish class in like a six-month period, and I didn't learn a goddamn thing. I'm going to give that four out of five. I'll do 3.75 out of five uh, Survivor Arrogant Soldiers. That feels <laughs> fine. Now that I've looked at the very top of my document and picked something random. I am going to give it... Uh, just a little higher than you, because I drank most of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this bottle is empty. I had the, I sipped off the bottle. No. <laughs> I'm going to give it 3.8. Ooh, Evan Galen in uh, units. Very nice, very nice. Well, uh, as always, we have no idea what we're doing, and hopefully, on the other one, we'll be able to figure it out. But until then, we're just going to have to see you next time. Yep. Bye bye. Bye bye, and don't drink a drive. <laughs>